American made. That means something to me. It used to really mean something to everybody. It meant made in America, every piece from ground up. Now we're getting, you know, made in America or assembled in America. Even made in America doesn't mean it was made in America. It doesn't mean anything anymore. And we know it because can you get the products that you want? Are they are they readily available to you? No, because we don't make anything here anymore. That's why I am on a mission with American Giant to bring back manufacturing here in America. So when you buy American Giant clothing, every stitch of thread, every metal rivet, every drop of ink is made and assembled here in America. You can find, you know, cheaper quality, but that's made by workers overseas who aren't paid a living wage. You will pay a little more, but made in America means something. It means something. American Giant. There's one in all of us. Go to American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to, I want to um, give you something from Ron Klain. He's Biden's chief of staff. This is what he said about the Biden speech. Listen carefully. Cut four. The president decided a few days ago that it was important to uh, uh, issue one final warning on this issue to make very clear, to leave no doubt, uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie. People uh, uh, now raising the issue of election denial in this election. One final warning. Hmm. We're going to get the uh, news of the week and some perspective from several different people in the next two hours. We're going to begin with Mr. Bill O'Reilly in 60 seconds. Keith lives in Washington. He wrote in about his experience with the Relief Factor. He says, I'm 51 years old. I've always been extremely active. <laughs> Keith, me too. But a while back, things started to change and my body felt like it was slowing down, maybe wearing out. <laughs> me too. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio. We, Keith, we're like twins. So I gave it a try. I have little to no pain in my knees now. Me too. And it highly reduced the pain in my neck. Yeah, I still have that. It's called stew. But if you would like to get rid of the pain that you have, a great way to do it is with Relief Factor. When I heard about Relief Factor from some clown on the radio, I thought, it's not going to work for me. My wife made me try it. 
I did, and it did work for me. Try the three-week quick start. Take it exactly as directed and see if that doesn't change your life. Get your life back with Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Call number 800-4-RELIEF. That's the number four, Relief. 800-4-RELIEF. Or ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Welcome to the program, sir. Uh, how you doing, Beck? I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm You're doing okay? pretty good. Yeah, I am. I'm uh, feeling good about the election. I kind of like living in this hopeful period. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I I do think it's going to go well. I think uh, the Democrats are sto- showing real signs of desperation. Is there anything I can do to make your uh, life more pleasant? This is a disturbing question from Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can give me some perspective on some right, of the things that are happening. You bet. So the big lie, right? Yeah. Um, uh, this is a quiz for you, Beck. Mm. I'm going to give you three scenarios. Okay. Big lie, medium lie, little lie. Okay. Okay. All right. First one. Mm. The U.S. economy is strong as hell. A uh, big lie. Oh, the border is secure. Massive, massive, bigly lie. Inflation is transitory. <laughs> Crazy lie. Oh, all right. So the big lie, Ron Klain, that Trump won the election, up against the three massive, according to you, <laughs> lies. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that what we have here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to bring a little bit of perspective about the big lie. Now, uh, as far as the election is concerned, here's how I have it, Beck. Stu, are you there? Is Stu there? Yeah. I am here, patiently okay, waiting this, for your predictions. Write this down, please. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, so uh, there is uh, 100% certainty that the House will go GOP. That's grand old party for those of you who don't have a historical reference. Um, and I believe the the pickups will be in the 40s, 40 mm. seats. Pickups. Wow. Okay. Not a while. I mean, remember, back in Clinton, he Clinton lost 65 seats, and Obama lost uh, in the 50s, I believe. I think it was in so, the 60s too. Yeah. But, but we were starting from a closer starting point here, right? I mean, this is a very you know a 90. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't matter because mm-hmm. it's about who, which party accumulates the power. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a, a very solid House of Representatives in a Republican hands. I got it in the Senate right now, and this could change. I got four pickups for the Republicans, 52-48, the final call there. 52 will still be a problem because you can never count on Mitt Romney, who, by the way, yesterday tweeted that the reason for the red wave is Mitch McConnell and America should be grateful for him. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, look, I, I don't care about Mitt Romney. Uh, I actually put in an interview request for him um, oh, this week. It will be your and, least watched show. Uh, no. Well, no, you're right. He has a Romney, big uh-huh, But he's so afraid, um, and uh, he won't do it. And yeah. I know him for a long period of time. Yeah, I know. Um, so he's afraid, and, and he plays playing a lot of games. He's look, very bitter. Here's, Very bitter. Yeah, here's the thing, Bill. Um, the the rhinos 
are worried about this new class coming in. And the Democrats, you know, they show their desperation when they are clearly just going for their base. Everything is about their base right now. Just the fear of the Republicans and what they can do. Um, no, okay. They know they, they're just trying to get their base to show up, I think. Yeah, that's what uh, the Barack Obama play is all about. Yeah. That's what Kamala, who came to New York yesterday, oh, they're, they're basically pleading with African-Americans to come out and vote, pleading with them. Um, so you're right there. But as far as the rhinos are concerned, I couldn't care less about that. I don't analyze party politics. I don't care what Mitch McConnell does. I don't, I don't get into any of that. Okay. okay. The, the um, essential thing that Americans need to know is that now we live in an age of unreality, which means that the president of the United States can go out last week, just last week, and look into the camera and say to the American people and to the world, the United States is one of the lowest inflation rates in the developed world. And he doesn't. And right after that, on the No Spin News, on BillOReilly.com, and I know you're there every night, Beck. Every okay, night. I put 20 countries that have lower inflation rates than we do, right after that soundbite. Now, does Biden know there are 20 countries with low? No, because he doesn't know anything. He's, he's foggy. He just walks around in his fog. Um, but the corporate media, where if Trump said something like that, they, that would be five crazy. days yeah. of evisceration. Right. Okay, I'm sorry for the big words, too. But you know, five <laughs> days of pounding, pounding, pounding. Right. Biden can say outright these things that aren't true, and nobody in the media, and which is the funnel of information to the American but people. nobody believes right. the media, and nobody, even their base is questioning now, and looking and going, that's, I mean, that's crazy talk. It's just crazy talk. It is, it is, yeah. the whole thing. <clears throat> that speech last week, uh, about American democracy being in peril if yeah. you vote for the Republicans. I, that was the theater of the absurd. So you look in there and you're going, we have one of the most robust elections, midterm elections, in the history of this republic this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, So I, I don't understand where the peril is. Uh, if, if everyone in, is engaged... In this midterm election, where is the threat? The threat to them, of course, if you don't vote for us, the other people are not going to take your Social Security away and they're going to do this. And Let me give you a really good example. And you might like this, Beck. Um, not that I really care whether you like it or not. I know. I know. I know who you are. Like I know. So <laughs> the most popular cable news show is The Five. Mm-hmm. That gets the highest ratings, if you can believe it. Mm-hmm. It's all a prime time. Um, I would have Tucker? committed. Yeah. Really? Yeah. On some, yeah. Uh, on some substantially nights. Substantially over him. Yeah. I would have committed seppuku, Japanese term, <laughs> if I had been in prime time and a five o'clock show beat me. Uh, I think it did a couple of times. I, I can't remember. remember. I remember a couple of nights. I remember a, f- I remember a couple of nights. Never. But, uh, well, that's when I was on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So anyway, you got this five, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, Fox stacks it four to one conservatives against liberals. Yeah. One liberal, four conservatives. <laughs> okay, so that's, and we understand. Yeah. 
So the conservative is Jessica Tarlov. I mean, the liberal is Jessica Tarlov. You know her? No. Okay. So I, I used her when I was there for a little. She's an intelligent woman, uh, and she is taking Juan Williams's place. Remember Juan? Uh, I tried to forget him, but thanks for bringing okay. him up again. So Juan just <laughs> went off the... Anyway, so Car- uh, Jessica Tarlov looks into the camera and says... Republicans are going to destroy Medicare and Social Security. She says this is on national television, right? Not a word in opposition. Nothing. It's you, like. You mean on well, the five? Yeah. The other four, I, I don't think they even pay attention to what she says anymore. They weren't even <laughs> listening. In fact, I know Gutfeld doesn't pay attention. But I'm sitting there going, the easy question is, what do you base that on? Right. What, what data shows that any Republican candidate in the entire country wants to do away with Medicare and Social Security? That's an easy question, right? Right. No, no, no. And this is what I mean. So it, these propaganda is now so easy to spit out there, unchallenged, that we live in this nation of cacophony. Another big word, Stu. Cacophony. We're just, and people are so angry about it. But here, the anger is going to help the Republicans. I, I have to tell you, uh, Bill, there is uh, some of this... I think has been so overplayed. For instance, uh, I noticed this week when they were saying, you know, democracy is at stake of these evil Republicans. I laughed. I mean, I just laughed out loud. I thought to myself, you've called us everything under the sun and I'm so sick and tired of it. It means nothing. No, it doesn't mean nothing. anything to you or conservative people, or Republican people, traditional people. It doesn't. All right. And I don't think it means anything to the left. I mean, you have to be an unbelievable moron to buy into any of this. Right. The point is that we are in an angry time in history. Yes. The last election, the anger worked for the progressive Democrats. Correct. Okay, because they hated Trump so much. Right. And many independents did as well that Trump lost. Not because of how he governed, because that was fairly good, but because of the emotion of anger. Sure. Now, two years later, that anger has shifted into the conservative precincts, the Republican precincts. So that's why you're going to see a red wave on Tuesday. And that anger is not going to dissipate. In three uh, days, particularly if you're shopping for groceries. <laughs> it's only going to make it worse. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, back with him in just 60 seconds. Stand by. Uh, take a moment here just to talk to you about something I take seriously, and that is comfortable sheets. Um, there is nothing worse than tossing and turning and not being able to get comfortable. And uh, my wife's insistence, uh, insistence of, a, uh, of a linen comforter. I, I don't get it. It's like you're sleeping in a burlap sack, but... Maybe that's just me. Anyway, Giza Dream Sheets are back, and they are at the lowest price ever. The Giza Dream Sheets, I've been raving about them for, well, I don't know, a couple, three years now. They're at $29.99 if you use the promo code BECK. 
Just like everything else MyPillow makes, the sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm telling you, these are great, comfortable, soft sheets at $29.99. Now, the orders that are placed between now and December 25th uh, have a money-back guarantee extended until March 1st of 2023. So you can buy them now, give them to somebody for a, uh, a gift, and... They'll they'll be able to try them out in their house. I don't like these shades. They can return them and you get your money back. No big deal. Listen, don't sleep on anything but the best, especially when the best is on sale for $29.99. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Check out the flash sale going on now and the Giza Dream Sheets, along with other limited time offers. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials now at MyPillow.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Bill, tell me what you think is coming for let's say first of all pennsylvania okay and i need 30 seconds at the end if you would uh pennsylvania is really uh comes down to south philadelphia so desperate measures are being taken in the city of brotherly love which right now is one of the most dangerous places on the planet i know Um, i saw hang on just a second i saw a 35 million dollar home in pennsylvania new $35 $35 million home. The owner who built it, tried to sell it, only got 9.4. That's how wow. bad things are in Philadelphia. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so African-American voters have to come out en masse for Fetterman. Now, Fetterman has absolutely no connection other than he lets violent crime and, uh, criminals out of prison, and most violent criminals are black, as are most victims african americans are mostly victimized by violent crime right but i I mean to be fair he also held an innocent black man at gunpoint because he thought he should with a shotgun i believe it was a shotgun it might have been a bazooka right if he had one he would have used it anyway (laughs) anyway so that's what it's about um if the uh, african-american voters mobilize in south philly uh for fetterman he'll win um, because Oz is a terrible candidate, and he's just—he looks like Bella Lugosi out there. Anybody he's remember awful. Bella? Ow. Yeah, I do. Let me ask you about the uh, race for governor in New York. Yeah, I think Zeldin could win. It's the same exact thing as in Philadelphia. Um, they're desperately trying to mobilize African American votes in the city. I think Zeldin's going to take ninety um, percent of the counties in New York State. Twenty million wow. people here. They'll take 90% of those counties. But if they can stack the votes in Brooklyn, uh, the Bronx, and Manhattan um, for Hochul, then it's going to be a a real close deal. So are you going to be, I mean, um, will they be able to pull that off? I mean, New York is a nightmare right now. I know, they might be able to. Look, it's it's about ward precincts. This goes way back to Tammany Hall here in New York. Yeah. All right? So the the precinct commander of the Democrats and the block commanders go out with 20s, all right, and send, and they give the people money, and they direct the people in if they're registered voters, and they say, you're going to vote for Hochul. They don't even know who Hochul is, many of them, okay? But they go, okay, 
And, and that is done literally on a block-by-block block basis because the blocks contain thousands and thousands of people in the apartments. And this is what's going to happen. And, and so you don't know um, the distractions that are going to be there on Tuesday, but you do know that that operation is well underway because that's the only hope. Look, Zeldin would attack crime. Hochul won't. And I have liberal friends, and they won't admit to me they might vote for Hochul, but I say to them, if you vote for this woman, you're voting for more black people dead because that is who's getting killed. So if you cast a vote for Kathy Hochul, you want more black people dead. I don't know if you think that's extreme, but it's true. It is absolutely true. She is not going to do anything about the violent crime problem in New York. All right. Real quick. I just got to throw this in. I noticed you didn't say the big story of the week, which was reported by CNN. After the U.S. Capitol attack on January 6th, members of the Oath Keepers met for a late night dinner at an Olive Garden in suburban Virginia and spent hundreds of dollars on an Italian feast. (laughs) <laughs> breaking news from cnn um so they went to an olive garden they went to an olive garden yeah and they spent hundreds of dollars hundreds of dollars and they're, they're not food. divulging of what what was what was talked about there but anyway I, i'm sure all right we've got to uh, give we got to get running so go ahead and uh and yeah, um i just want to update everybody on killing the legends i know you're very interested in how that book is performing mm. uh, still a major bestseller all the lists everyone and uh, excellent Christmas gifts, Killing the Legends, A Lethal Danger of Celebrity, and it ties right in to the attack on the Pelosi home. Uh, which, by the way, uh, it, uh, I mean, are people believing that this hippie it was really a conservative? No, you believe that. You believe what you want to believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But here, here's the kicker on this, Beck, and I know you have many, many more important guests than me. <laughs> if the Pelosi's believed in self-protection, that story might have been 10 seconds. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, I do. Um, all right. Thank you so much, Bill. Okay, guys. Appreciate it. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We've got, uh, we've got quite a program lined up for you still yet to come. Stand by. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what the Republicans should be planning for right now with Rachel Brevard coming up in about uh, uh, half an hour. Also, Seth Dillon on freedom of speech. He's the Babylon B CEO. Coming up, Michael Malice next. The Glenn Beck Program. So Lynn wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She said, "I tried the trial size to see if it would actually help." I've noticed a significant change in my dog within about a week. She's an older dog. She's had many issues throughout her life. She's been moving better. And in general, she's much more alert and active. I offered it again and will be giving it to uh, my other dogs. Hopefully, it'll do him some good as well. This is a great product. Thank you so much, Lynn, for just trying this. I know you love your dog as much as I do and everybody else that has you know dogs. We love our dogs and we want the best for them. And kibble food is is dead food. 
So you need to put those nutrients back into their food. So this is not a dog food. You sprinkle it on the food. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. If it's good for your dog, it's most likely in Rough Greens. Get your first trial bag free just to make sure that they love it as much as Uno does. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-GLENN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Four days till election day. BlazeTV.com slash midterms. The promo code is Red Wave. You'll save 30 bucks and get access to election night coverage. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad that you have joined us. Thank you so much. Michael Malice joins us, the host of You're Welcome, the podcast. Uh, and uh, Michael uh, is here to talk about a, a few things that I would like to discuss with him. Hello, Michael Malice. How are you, sir? Hello. Good night. <laughs> uh, okay, so, Michael, there's a... I love, I love the exasperated sigh whenever I join the show. Glenn's <laughs> like, it's Friday. Uh, I just, just want gonna, it to be the weekend. He makes it. it feel like Monday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I want to I talk to you about a couple of things. Um, uh, one of them is about uh, freedom of speech. Uh, college students, a new, uh, a new poll out, college students on the First Amendment, um, they, college students are actually saying, yeah, 48% of us think that for hate speech, death penalty would be okay. Death penalty would be okay. I well, don't I mean think they understand free speech. Well, I think all it would take is just one bill that would define political advertisements as hate speech, and we'd solve the problem of America in five minutes. <laughs> um, I think they do understand hate, uh, uh, hate speech because the law is whatever people who are in power decide it is. Uh, yeah. The right to privacy was construed for 50 years to mean the right to abortion. Um, there, when the law says Congress shall pass no law, as you know, under John Adams, they were imprisoning journalists for political yeah. speech. Right. So free speech is in many ways in this country, and that's just, you know, there are many other examples. Free speech is just whatever the lawyers and the politicians decide it is. So yeah, it, it's, uh, it harkens back, Woodrow Wilson you're, you and I both agree, and I think any sane person agree, this is the most despicable, evil president. Yeah. He had people deported for their political views. Yeah. So there's a long history and, of this and he country. Had people, he had people in jail uh, for their political views as well. Uh, and it, it, there weren't even political views that were that – it was things like we shouldn't have a draft to fight Europe's war. It wasn't some kind of crazy you right. know, call to violence political views. Kind of like we should have a clean, fair election and maybe voter ID. The DOJ is now saying that, you know, that's, that's dangerous speech. Dangerous speech. But, but they're kind of right because – it is dangerous to them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. I, I think people, conservatives especially, need to appreciate how much of things have to be construed 
from the perspective of the government and not the citizenry as perhaps the founding yes. fathers wanted because when you you know the supreme court is a political body the why would congress uh, uh, validate uh, and have the president nominate a supreme court that's going to restrict their powers the incentives are all in the other direction so and after 200 and how many years you know the barricades can only hold so far right so michael um uh, we're as we're talking about free speech Things that used to be verboten that would get you banned, you'd be called all kinds of names. People would say we shouldn't treat this person in a hospital if they get sick for anything. We should cut them off. Now those things about COVID are okay to say. <laughs> However, there, is, there was an article out about forgiving and forget uh, you know, what was said and done during the pandemic and it yep. was proposed by the left. And I don't think so. Well, it, it was specifically proposed by a Brown university professor named Emily Oster. And what was interesting is if you read her article in the Atlantic, which has been a malevolent publication of demonism since <laughs> world war one, at least they were one of the big ones advocating for us to get into the Great War. So they've been at this for 100 years. This isn't just recently that they've turned to the dark side. The people she was saying that needed forgiving were the ones who wouldn't get vaxxed. And at the same time, I looked through this lady's old tweets, and she was urging people to get vaccinated if they're pregnant. And she was insisting, if these are her words, that if you get vaccinated, you are much, much, much less likely to spread the disease. And she calls herself a data-driven professor. Um, I am don't believe in forgiveness for people who did things like this, and neither do the Democrats. Tish James went after President Trump and his children for running the Trump Organization, something he did not obviously do as president. There were no repercussions for all the nonsense with Brett Kavanaugh. Julie Swetnick has never, you know, had any kind of legal threats against her. Michael Avenatti got taken out by the legal system, not because of the, not the Republican Party. None of the Democrats who put up with that nonsense to the point where Kavanaugh had to go on Fox News and was talking about when he lost his virginity had any consequences whatsoever. This is an asymmetrical warfare, and the Republican Party's job is to sit in their hands and tell you how decent and honest their opponents are. But wait a minute. Do you actually think she was... She she was trying to beg her side that we should forgive people or, or do yes, you think she article. sees that this I know I read I read the article, but do you really believe that was her intent or she was like, let me be magnanimous and say we should forgive because the tides are changing and people are no. remembering these people. I think that's absolutely her intent because she is now and other people like this are coming under having repercussions. Yes. They believe in forgiveness and lowering tensions when things start getting bad for them. Correct. At the same time, when things are going well for them, that's when they bring out the knives and the guillotines. So I, I think she is sincere, not in the sense of that she's a magnanimous good person, but she's sincere in that she's clever in that, wait a minute, this is a good strategy. They're getting upset they're going to try to do something about this maybe investigations maybe legal action why don't we just pretend like nothing ever happened and move on with our lives well, an interesting thing about her in particular is she was a, a pretty big mainstream voice in encouraging schools to open I mean, she was one of the people that that really was the you know again obviously everybody on the right was saying this from day one 
But she was saying this to the left and got heat from the left when she was saying she wanted schools open. It's, it's, it really is sort of a bizarre case. Yeah, I mean, she's clearly a, a, someone who thinks for herself. The fact that she's, I think, the only one asking for this forgiveness. But it's just like, I, I don't understand what it's going to take for the right in this country and Republicans specifically to start counterpunching and start having people feel consequences for the, the things that they've done. It's so obvious to me that this is just like professional wrestling when you have an organ or the Harlem Globe Globetrotters when you have an organization whose job it is to pretend to have the appearance of opposition but when push comes to shove they're fist bumping Kamala Harris on the Senate floor uh, they're yelling at each other in public and laughing about you behind your back yeah I, I agree with you but I do think that the people have uh, have had enough of of this um, and it, it's just gotten way out of hand. You know, talking about uh, Kamala Harris, I, I really, it cemented in my head, I saw a speech she gave a couple of days ago uh, about the school buses, and oh, it, yeah. it cemented the feeling in my head. I know why I dislike her so much, and it's because she talks to people like they're four years old, and she talks just so down, you know, and... We all used to love school buses. Did we love school buses? Um, and you have you have this happening. Here's Hillary Clinton yesterday coming out and talking about, I don't know if voters really understand what's at stake in the midterms. I want people really? to be yeah, safe. That's not the Republicans' argument, because, of course, if you look at real crime statistics, which they're not interested in examining, uh, the states with the highest crime levels are states run by Republicans. That's just a fact. We saw that, you know, very clearly in the recent debate in Oklahoma for the governorship. Okay, stop. The, the lies and the uh, con uh, condescending tone to all Americans that disagree with them is uh, just, I mean, it's just enough. Just enough. But let's put, let's let's just take for this, take her argument for the sake of on, on its own face. Is that has her view that people in New York City shouldn't be concerned about crime because there there's higher crime in Oklahoma? Like, of what relevance <laughs> is that to me as a New Yorker? If literally everyone in Al right. Oklahoma is murdering each other in terms yeah. of the crime rates for me and my family in the streets of New York, of what relevance is that? Yeah, of course, what people in New York City would compare it to is previous years in New York City, right? They're going to compare it to what was it like in New York City. And, you know, Kathy Hochul tried this the other day where she said, oh, well, you know, crime is down in New York City by, you know, 13% or whatever she said. And of course, you know, it's a partial year and she's comparing. But the most important thing is she's comparing it year to year. She's not comparing it to pre-pandemic levels. If she did it to 2019, crime is up 30% plus in New York City still to this day. It just was up 45 or 50% last year. This is not an encouraging statistic. It's not something she should be bragging about, certainly. But but I also think it's 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 false because I'm quite confident that rural California has lower crime rates than, let's say, Dallas, Houston, or Austin, which are cities. So to compare one state to another is mm -hmm. a complete fallacy because yep. crime occurs in large levels in cities. It's not yeah, you know, statewide. It's completely a mis misconception. Correct. And what... And who runs those major cities in most cases? Almost all cases. They're in Democrats. all cases. Yeah. So in all I, cases. Right. So, I mean, she's talking about states. Let's talk about cities. Let's talk about cities. Um, uh, Michael, thank you so much. Any predictions for next week? We're going to have the time of our lives on the blaze. So I cannot <laughs> wait. 
We are. Thank you very much, Michael Malice. Um, uh, he is going to be joining us. We have everybody. Megan Kelly is going to be with us. Um, Megan Kelly is going to be with us. We also have uh, we have Steve Dace, who mm-hmm. is really the between Stu and Steve. Uh, it's it's facts, 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 and polls and and the analysis of what's happening. That was fun. Yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we also have um, uh, Dave Rubin, who's going to be uh, with the governor oh. of Florida, mm. uh, and that is uh, that's really going to be interesting. Stu and I were talking about this earlier. That uh, if you look at that race, if he wins by five points, great. But if he wins by 11, 12, 13, 14 points, that changes the entire uh, conversation about 2024, I think. Yeah, that, that race is going to be one of the low-key fascinating ones to watch because I don't think that the result is really in doubt. I think DeSantis is going to win. The question is, how much does he win by and what impact does that have in the 2024 decision-making process? Not necessarily for the average person, but for the power players and the real money in the Republican Party. If they see Ron DeSantis win this by double digits, remember, he won by 0.4 points to get this job. If he can turn a 0.4% margin into 10, 12, 14 points in one term, the money in the Democratic Party is going to start saying, excuse me, the Republican Party is going to start saying, well, the Democratic Party is going to be terrified. But the Republican Party is going to say, hey, like, I don't know. I mean, of course, we, we think Donald Trump did a great job, but like his... Is there something different here with DeSantis? It's going to be fascinating to watch. I don't know if DeSantis, though, will run if Trump is running. And Trump is going to announce, like, next week, I think. Oh, I think, yeah. Yeah. I honestly think morning after the election he's planning on it at this point. But again, like, I feel like I'm one of these people that think, if you're not going to run because you think someone's going to beat you, you shouldn't be president anyway. You know, if you can't, if, if you're, you shouldn't be... You shouldn't even be involved in it if you're not going to stand up and say, yeah, you know what? I'm the best person for this job. And that's not in an adversarial way against other Republicans who you might very much well like. But you should be able to have the balls to stand up and say, look, I'm going to run. If I, I think, think he has the, the right balls, person. I think he just might think four years and then it would be my turn. I can finish out this what's ne- happening that Florida. calculation. Never, never works. works. Never it works. doesn't. It doesn't ever work. You're right. Um, all right. Patriot Mobile. I want to remind you that you still live in a country where you're allowed to do business as you please for now. It is so important that you support companies like Patriot Mobile, who not only share our beliefs, but stand behind them with action. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. They donate a portion of every single dollar they make to organizations that fight for causes that you and I care about. They're on the front lines of getting the transgender crap out of our schools and the sex stuff out of our schools, CRT. They're on the front lines of the fight for life. They share your values, and that's what they really are working towards, just like you are in your life. We're all, every day that we, we have and every moment, extra moment we have, we're in the fight. They are with us. So support them uh, by becoming a subscriber and get your wireless from PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You're going to save money, get the same great coverage, and I think better customer service while you're saving money. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program.
Miss a day? Miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stu, uh, how are the polls moving and what are we seeing on the ground? I think generally good things. We're seeing more movement in some of these more advanced models that try to do this. Now, I think I think 538 now has it as a 55% chance, which is the highest it's been in a very long time for Republicans to take the Senate. And of course, the House is you know all but a foregone conclusion in most of these models. Look, here's here's the thing I would like to impress on you. And we have uh, Rachel Brevard coming on just a second. And she's she's really into let's start thinking uh, like a long time ago. But how about now? Let's start thinking about the things that we should be for. What do we stand for? It's not enough just to stop. We have to add. We have to do things that are going to strengthen our republic. And um, uh, I'll tell you, one of the first things we have to do, if we want to think that way, is we got to get rid of Mitch McConnell. D- day, the day after Wednesday, I promise you, I'm going to be asking you to call uh, the Senate and your senators and tell them, dump Mitch McConnell. Uh, I think with real support from the people, it might happen this time. Yeah, and there's been really fascinating polls here uh, with uh, the Fetterman race. Five polls came out just in the last day. Fetterman's leading three of them. Uh, Oz it's is leading crazy. two of them. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I still think Oz will pull this one out, but it's not going to be easy. I mean, this. I, I think sometimes we get a little too optimistic with red wave talk. we got to make yeah. sure we're understanding well, where this, this race stands. We're not going to see the results from Pennsylvania on election night. Can no, guarantee, no. Can, can no. Guarantee. Their laws are ridiculous. Yeah. So... Uh, More in just a second. The Glenn Beck Program.